Right, Why does it say this webinar is being recorded? Webinar? Uh, I don't know. I didn't know we were on a webinar. <laughs> say welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> All right, let's get started. We have no time to right. waste. In, in, in response to your question or your comment that someone's probably going to be awake by the time <laughs> my computer got working, it's actually the opposite situation today. Mikey is taking a late nap but so it's just a matter of time before he crashes and at that point is uh where i'll have to go so let's get this party started let's get this webinar started all right we're on the webinar two best um friends i will drive down there to beat you we were very cool in high school who think they know football I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com. Pro fantasy football. Pro football reference. ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the latest episode of the 2M Football Podcast. Mike and Matt here once again. The 2M Football Webinar, apparently. 2M Football Webinar, that's correct. <laughs> Buckle in, get out your notebooks, get ready to learn about... Right. Uh, I'm strapped in, I'm ready to be educated. Yes. So, um, yeah, with that in mind, we are recording on Tuesday afternoon. December 28th in the middle of the first snowstorm of the of the season here in Chicagoland area anyway. Any of that get up there by you? Uh, we got some and now it's all gone. Oh, nice. My mom sent me the pictures though. If it was reversed, like we got snow yesterday and it's gone today. She had no snow yesterday and she got snow today. So <laughs> yeah, well, we got several inches. So we'll see. I don't know. I had to make an emergency trip to Home Depot because we realized we didn't have a shovel at the new house. <laughs> Excellent work, Mike. Good planning. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but anyway, you know, you've lived aside. in Chicago your whole life. <laughs> I'm still never prepared for it. You know, at a certain point, it's like, ah, it's already Christmas. It's come and gone. No, no, yet. Maybe there's, maybe it'll just never snow again. Anyway, uh, let's talk some football. We're sitting here in between week 16 and 17. There are only two weeks to go uh, of the NFL regular season before the playoffs begin. That's going to be one of the focus of our talk today. Uh, so we'll start with a quick recap of week 16, talk about some of the most interesting games, and then we'll uh, preview all the week 17 games, taking a quick look at the playoff picture. Playoff picture already? It's only two weeks. That's no, that can't be right. Only two weeks to the playoffs. That's correct. Unless I missed anything, which uh, these notes are also incomplete. So I'll be, um, let me know. Keep me honest, Matt. That's your job today. I can do that. The main upset that I recall seeing happen was the Chargers losing to the Texans. Pretty shocking with the, the Chargers being on the verge of the, you know, on the edge of the playoff picture. They've come so far in a year. Yeah, right. <laughs> And then they lose. So the, I did. They were, they were down a bunch of players from COVID this week. Like they didn't have. I think Bosa was out. Mike Williams was out. 
Uh, they also didn't COVID ransacked a lot of teams. It, this, yeah, uh, this yeah, we week. saw we saw some third string quarterbacks playing starting games. Well, my, well, my, we won't won't mention much about the Saints there, will we? <laughs> Not much, no. But yeah, the Chargers. This is such a huge loss. Twenty nine to forty one. He gave up to uh, rookie quarterback Davis Mills. And, and actually, Rex Burkhead on the ground had 150 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, because, you know, I cut him. That was a great move. I held it for a week. You know, I don't know why I would have kept him. It's fine. I'm not a, sore. So I can tell. <laughs> so it's a huge blow for the Chargers, who now are sitting at 8-7, and seven, tied with a bunch of other teams where they had the upper hand in the playoff picture before this game. Huge loss for them. Uh, Big win for Houston, though. I want to briefly talk about something you texted me during this game was that um, I think, what did you say? You think Davis Mills could be the starting quarterback week one of next year for Houston? I don't see why not, controversial or not. I'll fight anybody. Mills has proven in a situation that involved the Watson issues and Mm -hmm. continues to involve it. Right. You know, a, a team that had aging weapons at receivers a questionable line, and then they just gave away J.J. Watt defense. Uh, Jadavid Clowney's no longer there. It mm-hmm. became like, what was this team going to be? And against all odds, even with who the hell was going to coach this team, right? Like they're winning against teams, granted a little help from the unseen. They're beating teams. Yeah. And Mills has been pretty solid. Not the world's greatest, but again, against the odds, against all odds, you know, I'm rooting for him. And you've seen growth. Through, you've seen improvement throughout the season, which is all you can really ask for when you've got a rookie thrown into a tough situation. And, you know, yeah, not to spend too much time talking about a non-playoff team in our playoff show, but uh, you could definitely see a scenario where Deshaun Watson's because his legal status is up in the air still, right? Like those. There's been no it, like further yeah, talk. I haven't seen any news about it. On. But if we do get some clarity and the Texans get some clarity about his availability for next year, you could easily see him be traded for like a monster haul in, in return. And then uh, with the way Mills has played, that would uh, certainly be something they would consider, I think. So I, I just liked that comment by you. And I think there's something to it. We'll see what the next few weeks have in store. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about playoff sleepers. Your Falcons took care of business against the Lions. Uh, Jared Goff. What? Yeah, it was close. And uh, Jared Goff ended up not being able to play this game. Uh, he was on the COVID list. So it was Tim Boyle got the start. And yeah, it was way too close for comfort for a team that wants to be in the playoffs. But with the win, the Falcons keep themselves alive. Yeah, but they're not going to make it very far. This offense has lost its touch and its firepower. You know, with only Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson being the focal point of the offense, Russell Gage in a secondary role, Matt Ryan just does not have a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. So they, if they are going to keep Ryan or maybe they look to drafting the next quarterback, but they need to do something to solidify this. Um, teams like the Falcons make it really interesting. And I make me really look forward to our free agency. Yeah. Um, just to see what's out there. Cause I feel it's a very similar situation with the bears. Yeah. Um, always fun to track free agent. That's one of the craziest times of the year. And of course we will be here with you for that time too. <laughs> when we get there. 
Uh, a lot of football left to be played, though. One game that was not super enjoyable to watch, at least for me, was the Broncos-Raiders game, a battle between our playoff sleepers. Uh, quick spoiler alert, Matt, I'm not going to be singing for you today on this podcast. We've made a karaoke bet. <laughs> I need more time to practice. So that'll be coming your way in an upcoming show because the Broncos lost this game 13-17 to 17 and just – as as good as the Broncos defense can be, their lack of offense is so frustrating to watch. Drew Locke started the game with uh, Bridgewater still suffering from uh, the concussion from last week. Neither of them is good enough, though. It, it's really weird with, I mean, you have to look at the quarterback position with, you have all these weapons, these good, talented wide receivers. It makes no sense. No fan to dynamic tight end. It makes no, yeah, it makes no, and two great running backs. They should be able to score. A lot more points than this. So you got to look at two things. I would even settle for the point that they could get within the 30 every single drive and put up three points, but they can't even do that. No, I mean, they're the only touchdown they scored in this game was set up by the defense, picking off Derek Carr and returning it to the one, and they were able to punch it in. Other than that, it was just two long field goals. And uh, I texted you at one point, I think Brandon McManus, their kicker, is is their offense's best player. (laughs) Yep. It, it's, it's sad it's yeah. it's frustrating yeah no fun I, to watch. i've uh, i just want you to know you can have full custody of the broncos after that <laughs> uh yeah I, I, well we'll see if aaron Rodgers if they end up with aaron Rodgers at quarterback for next year uh, i will happily take that but <laughs> hats off to your raiders good game for them they keep themselves alive in the playoff hunt they're eight and seven Broncos at seven or eight, seven and eight are pretty much out of it with this loss. Uh, my other sleeper, the 49ers, also were in a good position to improve their, their standing in the playoffs. Yeah, we also found out that I think Jimmy G is a listener, but I think he took the wrong <laughs> advice from the show. <laughs> yeah, I think I said something to the effect of <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been amazing, but he also hasn't been losing them games. Well, he lost them this game single-handedly. Jimmy G, with his terrible play, a couple of awful interceptions, he lost them this game. The 49ers were dominating in the first half. Uh, I think they were up 10-0 and driving in the red zone again when he threw his first interception, which you know prevented a scoring opportunity. Um, and, yeah, 10-0 was the halftime score. But then early into the third quarter, they were still leading 10-3, uh, and, and he threw another interception that was just completely inexcusable. No pressure around him. There was no confusion on the route. He just played through it too high for, I think it was Debo Samuel coming across the field. He just threw it over. Well, see, it's because he was a wide receiver, not a running back. <laughs> right. For that particular play. Yes. Um, and the, it was just terrible right into the safety's arms. He returned it, you know, in, into the red zone. And that, that second one really changed the momentum of the game. It immediately led to a touchdown for Tennessee that tied the game up at 10. And then it went downhill from there <laughs> in the second half. Yeah. Um, it just went it just went. It did. The other thing that happened to the defense, uh, the 49ers defense, that is, was they absolutely could not handle A.J. Brown, who, who was back for the first time with Tennessee for since about a month ago. He's been out on IR. AJ Brown was back and whatever game plan Tennessee had in the first half of this game, they abandoned and just started throwing it to AJ Brown on every play. And guess what? (laughs) It worked. He was always open. 
either he was open or he was too strong for the defender and still made the catch somehow. <laughs> it was he had a monster. monster. We call that a beast. Yeah. Um, and he scored their next touchdown to take a 17 to 10 lead. Niners actually did tie it up, but it was a classic. Uh, they left just over two minutes on the clock in the fourth quarter tie game. And the defense let the Titans drive down the field one more time and kick the game winning field goal. So feels like the uh, Niners are pulling with the, uh, what the chargers used to do. Kind of blow it at the end there. Hang in there all all game. Well, yeah, Jimmy G blew it in the third quarter. Honestly, that, I think that's where they lost the momentum and ultimately lost the game. And then, oh yeah, and then after the game, their GM John Lynch liked a tweet that from a you know whatever random Twitter user that said leave Jimmy in Nashville, and John Lynch liked it. He claims it was a mistake, but come on, <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, but anyway, the Niners fall to eight and seven with the loss. And uh, the, yeah, their road to the playoffs just got tougher. I think they are still the sixth seed if the season ended today. But there are a lot of teams right around eight and seven, seven and eight, with two games left. A lot could change still. They really I would told have you they're not going to make it. They really would help themselves out with a win here. Yeah, but they didn't. Sorry, they Mike. Did. They did not. If I'm going down, you're going with me. Well, they might not have to worry about Jimmy G this coming week, which we'll talk about in the, in the 17 week 17 preview. Uh, okay, a couple other games really quick. Packers beat the Browns on Christmas Day. You guys biggest, might want to get some popcorn here. Mike's going to be a while. The biggest storyline here was four Baker Mayfield interceptions uh, because the Browns' offense was moving the ball. I don't think they yeah, had a They punt. were inexcusable to throw four picks. There was no reason to give Baker the ball at all. Right. Yeah. It was so weird because that's not usually their MO, you know, because Nick Chubb had a great day on the ground and usually they're, they're a running team. That's the, what they're built around, but they kept giving it to Baker to throw and he was pretty bad. Especially against what I would argue is a better secondary than a um, the run linebacking yeah. core for Green Bay. Right. In theory, it was strength against weakness. And it, so why wouldn't you keep just just give Nick Chubb 50 carries in this game? I think they would have won if they did that. Um, let's see. Well, a couple other notes from this game. Aaron Rodgers looked great. Uh, the the Rodgers to Devontae Adams connection is just such a thing of beauty to watch. Those guys are absolutely in sync. It's so fun. And I really hope as a Packer fan that it's not the last year we get to see it. Um, with his first touchdown of the game, Rodgers passed Brett Favre to become the all-time touchdown pass leader for the Packers. Maybe Jordan Love will be the next one to pass Rodgers. Wouldn't that be incredible? <laughs> we can only hope. There's no way we can go three in a row on quarterback. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, that's about it. The Broncos scored a touchdown late with about four minutes left that made it a two-point game. Uh, and then they got the ball back again with two minutes left. The Packers got out to a lead, got a little too conservative for my liking with the play calling in the second half, kind of allowed Cleveland back into it. But um, but at the end of the game, Baker threw a final interception, his fourth one of the game. This one, there was a questionable, definitely could have been flagged, the, the defender for defensive holding uh, that kind of stopped the or slowed down the receiver, and that's why the ball was not in the right place. But 
whatever wasn't called so it ended up as win a for us nailed it and that ended the game uh colts beat the cardinals on christmas you're right i do have too many notes colts beat the cardinals on christmas day <laughs> the evening game that day on both sides lots of key players were not available because of either covid or injury on the but Saints, this was a massive game i said this is the one the colts needed yeah and i think we both picked them to win it we got this one right um their defense played really, really well. It also well, has defense to be defense played well, or was the whole Cardinals offense not right? <laughs> Maybe both. I mean, it has to be said that the Cardinals didn't have James Conner, their leading rusher, and uh, they were already missing DeAndre Hopkins for the rest of the season. And uh, rookie rookie wide receiver Rondale Moore also were unavailable. So that had something to do with it. Kyler Murray really struggled, especially for the first like three and a half quarters before until garbage time, essentially. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Chase, that's what you do, right? You just kind of burn time until it's garbage time. Then you're like, oh, wait, we're in a football game. <laughs> Chase Edmonds had a good game. Yeah, not don't have him anymore. It it kind of speaks to how how depleted their pass catching patch catcher. Patch pass catcher. <laughs> I'll give you a minute here. How they're pass, pass catching. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Uh, because Edmonds was the leading receiver with eight catches, 71 yards. Uh, on the Colts side, it was uh, they, they let Carson throw it a little bit. He had more than double the amount of pass attempts as last week. I think they only let him throw it 12 times last week. <laughs> yeah, that's it. usually about what they should only let him do. He was okay in this one. He was pretty good, I guess. No, he's frustrated. I texted you how frustrated I was. There was a <laughs> There was a, a handoff that he was getting ready to do, and he held that ball out for so long that I could have gotten up off my couch, flown <laughs> there, and still made that a negative play. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not great. And he had no official turnovers, did have one interception that was called back on a defensive penalty. This is still the Jonathan Taylor show, though. 27 carries in this game was held in check for the most part gaining, and I put in quotes, just 108 yards on the ground. Uh, so, yeah, there's a huge win for the Colts. Equally huge loss for the Cardinals. They have, uh, with the Rams result, the Rams win. The Cardinals are now in second place in the division. Uh, they still have a two-game lead over any of the other teams in the wild card, so they're still likely to make the playoffs, but definitely trending in the wrong direction. Again, this is why I think, too, the Colts are trending in the other direction of a positive gain due to the fact as long as Taylor stays healthy and that offensive line stays intact, Colts are playoff bound. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're on track. Um, okay, Bills at Patriots. This is where I stopped taking as detailed notes, and I didn't even write the scores, so we're going to have to work together on this. <laughs> the Bills... Bills went into uh, Foxborough. Remember, they lost to the Patriots uh, a few weeks ago in that, that crazy windy game where no one was able to throw the ball. They uh, they handled the Patriots in this one, though. 33-21 was the final. Josh Allen really, really shredded the, the Patriots' pass defense. 
uh, despite well, the fact too that like yeah. the uh, the Patriots receivers had multiple drops. Oh yeah, as a former uh, and on top player. of that, they lost J.C. Jackson. Yeah, he actually came back, but yeah, he was out for a while. The part of this game with the arm injury. Um, but yeah, Nikhil Harry, man. I feel bad for him as a former prove He was your player. prove it player last year, or he one was. of them, right? He was, yeah, and he's getting a lot of a decent amount of playing time now. But he had multiple drop passes in this game, one of which resulted it went straight off his hands into the arms of a defender for a pick. So you don't it's like those types that. of conversations that I'd want to be a fly on the wall for Bill Belichick. Yeah. Just because I know that Josh McDaniels and Belichick are not going to be happy with him. Oh, yeah. And Mac Jones, like you said, it, you've said before, it, it sucks that that goes down as an interception for Jones when he makes an accurate throw, but it just is a straight-up drop by the receiver. Uh, yeah, he Jones completed less than 50% of his passes in this game. Really didn't get much at all going through the air. Uh, Damian Harris had a good game on the ground, scoring three touchdowns and 100 yards on Sario's bench <laughs> in fantasy. <laughs> Sorry, has to be said. But no, <laughs> this is the problem with New England, though. If they if their defense isn't doesn't play up to snuff and they they allow points, they don't have the firepower on offense to match. They're not a come from behind team. No, exactly, and that's kind of what happened here. Josh Allen uh, returned to his MVP form, uh, and yeah, just looked great. So. So, yeah, Bills take over first place in the okay. AFC East. Uh, Patriots. Draw. I wasn't sure if you were about to have to bail there for a second. I was also not sure. <laughs> I was just listening to see what was going on downstairs. Uh, real quick on the next one, I don't want to go too deep into the Dolphins-Saints game, um, but the Dolphins are, the, I believe, the only team maybe ever or maybe the first team in quite a while to lose seven straight and then to turn around and win seven straight. Just want to point that fun fact out. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The Monday night game between the Dolphins and Saints, we were pretty excited about it until we heard that Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon were both on the COVID list and ineligible to play. So rookie Ian Book got the start for the Saints and it went about exactly how you would expect. The Dolphins won 20 to three. Saints couldn't do anything on offense. Uh, a couple uh, other, yes. Oh, never mind. Nope. I have to save that. I had a question, but it has to be saved for later. All right. All right. Uh, the Rams beat the Vikings 30 to 23. Oh, so frustrating. Poor, poor Matt Stafford. Yeah, he looked pretty bad. I mean, he's had games like this all season. Remember that stretch where he had games with three consecutive games with a pick six? <laughs> yeah. And he had three interceptions in this game, uh, none of which were returned directly for a touchdown, but they set up the Vikings in good position and, and really allowed them to stay into this game. Yeah, it just got rough that at the end there, the Vikings just could not get it done. Yeah, but they're still in the hunt. They're seven and eight now. Um, What's even weirder, I think, is I don't know if you've heard anything, but there's still no coaching circulation going around yet. For Zimmer, just in general. Oh yeah. Like we're getting like, to the end of the stretch here, and yeah. we have a lot of theories, right? But, but yeah, we've not got too much. no concrete answers. 
about more firings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, or even just being in the hot seat at all. Like everyone, there was brief talk of Zimmer, but then it it seemed to quiet as fast as it came up. Well, making the playoffs would help. <laughs> I mean, that tends to usually help. Ravens uh, were another team who were down to their third string quarterback. Lamar Jackson was out with an ankle injury. Uh, Tyler Huntley, who had played pretty well, was also placed oh, on the list. So it was down to uh, veteran Josh Johnson. And the Bengals just destroyed him 41. I did not know Huntley wasn't playing because I got no notification and I haven't started in FanDuel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I checked FanDuel and you're up 110 to 5. And I look, and Huntley's got the words IR next to him. And I went, wait, what? <laughs> when did this happen? It was a late one. Yeah, I don't think it was till Saturday sometime that uh, that news broke. Yep. Got no no update, no notification. Thanks, FanDuel. <laughs> um, the Chiefs just dominated the Steelers. I don't think much has to be said about that game. 36 to 10 was the final yeah, that's one of the two games that just got turned off at some point today. Yeah, and it was 30-0 to zero for context. This game was never close. <laughs> Eagles beat the Giants. Jake Fromm got the start. And it turns, out there, Fromm. turns out there are worse quarterbacks than Mike Glennon. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible to get any lower than that. But <laughs> Jake Fromm went 6 of 17. For 25 oh, there yards, those are good stats. For 25 yards and a pick uh, before getting benched in the third quarter for Mike Glennon. And it was a slow start for Jalen Hurts, too, in this game, but he he turned it around and it, the game ended up 34 to 10, another blowout. Uh, Bears beat the Seahawks in a game between two teams that aren't making the playoffs this year, but in the snow, in the snow, which was so fun. Uh, Nick Foles got the start and got the win. They oh boy, those, here we go. They pulled a they pulled a John Harbaugh and scored a touchdown at the end. And instead of tying it with the PAT, they went for two, except they actually got it. They that's the part they switched up. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you got there. I'm following. And yeah, it was it was pretty fun to watch. Bears got the win. Uh meaningless one. It, it only hurts their draft position for next year, but maybe, maybe it. Actually, no, I'm not even going to say it. It's too late to save Nagy's job. I think he's gone. And really? uh, before this game, there was a report from The Athletic that the Bears could reshuffle, quote, I think that was the quote, like, reshuffle everything <laughs> this offseason, including, obviously, Nagy, the GM, Ryan Pace, who's been around for a while. And even Pace is the one that needs to go. I've had issues with his drafting. I mean, drafting Fields was a great move, I think, in an attempt to save his career, but... I don't think Nagy's necessarily the problem. There's no offensive weapons. They need to spend money in free agency. They need a new owner, frankly, too. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of issues. And it's all in the front office. I don't think that keep constantly firing head coaches is going to solve this problem. Yeah, we'll see. I, I like the decisions Nagy made in this in this game particularly. Um, and, and I've liked his sideline antics you know like getting fired up at the refs for bad calls and stuff like he's he's obviously out there and cares um but anyway let's move on because those teams are irrelevant for now you're irrelevant 
the Buccaneers just destroyed the Panthers 32 to six, even though the Buccaneers didn't have Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antoine Winfield. They still uh, had Tom Brady. They still had Tom Brady. They got Antonio Brown back and whatever. Anyone could have beaten this Panthers team uh, quarterbacked by the the platoon of Cam Newton and Sam Darnold. (laughs) I just want to point out that this team's defense three weeks into the season looked like it was vying for a number one. And then I don't know what happened. Come on, Matt Rule. The defense hasn't been as much the problem, but yeah, the offense cratered. McCaffrey's gone. And yeah, it's it's ugly. It's really ugly. The Buccaneers clinched the NFC South with the win. And then uh, the Cowboys, I don't even know how to describe what they did to the Washington football team. It was 56 we to can't zero. Use those words on air. Yeah, right. Final score 56 to 14. I saw this on online. I'm not going to take credit for it, but uh, someone on Reddit called it the, the nightmare after Christmas, which I thought was just <laughs> hilarious. Uh, so the Cowboys have now clinched the NFC East and they're currently, or they remain in the second seed in the NFC, just a game behind the Packers. All right. And that's your rapid fire week 16 <laughs> recap. Rapid fire. Okay. I think we hit all the important games. Yep. I think so. And now right. comes the fun part. Let's take a quick break and return for the week 17 preview. And we're back. Mike and Matt from 2M Football here with you. We're going to preview every week 17 matchup. Uh, this is Every be, one of them. Every one. This is going to be a little bit random of an order because I was just writing them down as news came out about them. So uh, no watchability index this week. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, Matt. I know you especially love it. <laughs> it's fine. I can live with it. We're going to start with Texans at 49ers because this is the first one I saw news about. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo ha- apparently has a chipped bone and a torn ligament in his throwing thumb. That sounds and, incredibly painful. Yeah, sounds like you wouldn't be able to throw a football very effectively. Are you but, saying that because I think I know what you want to happen? Well, it's not official yet, but it might be Trey Lance time, which I, we've all been waiting for. I had given up on it. Have a few we weeks all ago. been waiting for it? All of us, man. All of us. <laughs> okay, well, I wasn't aware of that, but I am now. So, uh, yeah, it could be Trey Lance time if Garoppolo is unable to play. Sure sounds like you wouldn't be able to play with a chipped bone and a torn ligament, but he hasn't been officially ruled out yet. It's only Tuesday. Honestly, I, drowned, I like zoned out for a second because I was trying to think of something hilarious to say with Trey Lance, and I got nothing. Okay. That's all right. Um, I'm going to take the 49ers. I'm going to take the Texans. Okay. They're coming off a big win. That is true. And, oh, I just want to say I'm really excited if that does happen with Trey Lance to start him since I held on to him all season long. I could finally play him in the consolation bracket of fantasy football playoffs. Okay. Broncos at Chargers. Uh, Chargers are going to – They've already had a number of players ruled out with COVID. Chris Harris, starting cornerback uh, Chris Harris and safety Nasir Adderley, along with Mike Williams, once again. I'm still this gets that, interesting. It, it does, right? The Chargers defense, which just got shredded by Houston. But, I think uh, it really, like, I know it's this is always in, like, retrospect, but, like, it really depends on the Broncos 
battle plan here. If they stick to the run, maybe they could eke this one out. But if they're going to go under center, then the Chargers will have it all day long. Yeah. I, I'm going to still take the Chargers. I've, I'm so unimpressed by Denver's offense. Yeah, I'm going to have to stick with the Chargers, too. I don't think they go back-to-back losses. Dolphins at Titans. Uh, Titans already have Bud Dupree and Julio Jones on the COVID list, so they might not play. Uh, either way, I'm taking Miami. Nope, Tennessee. Okay. You think the Dolphins' win streak stops at seven? I think it does, unfortunately. Sorry, Brian Flores. <laughs> All right, Rams at Ravens. Interesting news from L.A. is uh, starting running back Daryl Henderson has gone to IR, but guess who's back? Cam Akers. Yeah, my boy, right. Cam Akers, uh, their second-year running back, who, who I think it was an Achilles tear in the preseason, so he's missed the whole season up to this point, but he really came on strong and looked great at the end of last year, was expected to be the starter coming in. Uh, that'd be a nice... Nice boost for them on the Ravens side. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if Lamar Jackson's able to come back. He's missed, what, two games now with that ankle injury? I agree. Either way, I, I agree. I'll take the Rams. Update, we have snow falling here in Wisconsin. Nice. Sorry, that was really important. Just had to get that out. It is. Thank you. Uh, Raiders at Colts. I just saw this news like an hour ago. Carson Wentz is on the COVID list and ruled out already. He'll still manage to throw an interception. <laughs> It's either going to be rookie Sam Ellinger getting the start, or I hear the team has also reached out to Phillip Rivers to see if they can get him to come back. Either way, this is going to be a, a, the Jonathan Taylor show again, and I think that'll be enough to beat the Raiders, so I'll take the Colts. I think so. Colts. Okay, Jaguars at Patriots. Um, oh, boy. Take the Patriots, but just want to note that the Jaguars have a few head coaching candidates that I've heard about. Is One is Todd Bowles. That is not how his name is spelled. I don't think that must be an autocorrect error. Bowels. Todd Bowles. It's. I mean, it's kind of ironic given uh, how his last okay, head coaching. The Jets. Okay. <laughs> like with a, I can't fault him for that. No, one. I know, I know. And and Tampa Bay's defense has been fantastic since he's been there. And another potential candidate is apparently Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Well, that would be a good choice. Packers offense pretty good. Yep. <laughs> All right, and that's the end of the notes. Here we go. Reading um, the games off my phone now. Falcons at Bills. Give me the Bills. Bills. Buccaneers at Jets. Give me the Bucks. Bucks. Eagles at Washington. I have no Oof. faith at all in Washington. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the. I'm gonna go with Washington. Okay. See how they bounce back from that indescribable thing the Cowboys did to them. Okay, they are not facing Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, so. <laughs> That's true. All right, I'm still taking the Eagles, though. Oh, Giants at Bears. Bears. Yeah, give me the Bears. Uh, hopefully. Yeah, that's right. Be... You're going to take the Bears. I don't know how. What would you say? Yeah, you're going to take the Bears. Okay. I don't know how severe Justin Fields' injury was, if he'll be back. Um, oh, hey, Mike Glennon revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> If he gets the start for New York, uh, I don't think they're going back to Jake Fromm after what he showed last week. Yeah, I'll take the Bears, though. Uh, Chiefs at Bengals, potentially interesting AFC battle. Um, Bengals are playing really well lately, but the Chiefs are just on absolute fire. I don't think you can it's pick the Chiefs. Them. Yeah, Chiefs. 
Ooh, Cardinals Cowboys. This could be this might have been the number one game of the week for in terms of watchability. Yeah. Uh, uh I have to yeah. I gotta go with Dallas on this one. The Cardinals offense has not looked good with DeAndre Hopkins out. I don't know if I have the confidence in Kyler Murray that we had at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And granted, it was against Washington, but it's clear when the Cowboys team works as a unit on both sides of the ball, they're virtually unstoppable. Yeah, they're so good. On, on, yeah, in every phase, really. On defense, you've got Trevon Diggs. Just Marcus Lawrence up yeah. front. Micah Parsons at linebacker racking up, you know, in rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year conversation. It's just such a good team. I will, I don't know who, I don't know who is going to produce offensively for the Cardinals because yeah, no Hopkins Diggs can essentially take someone out of the game. Uh, yeah. it Yeah. Dallas uh, lions at Seahawks. Take the Seahawks, I guess. Lions. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully Jared Goff is able to come back. That'll make them somewhat more interesting. Uh, Panthers at Saints. I'll take the Saints. Yep. Uh, Okay, Sunday night, Vikings at Packers. This is a really important game for Minnesota. Well, for both teams, really. For Packers, they want to stay in the number one seed with two games left. Vikings pretty much need a win to stay even in the conversation of, of stealing like the seventh seed, but the games yeah, in green Bay Vikings did you know, earlier. The biasness is here, Mike. <laughs> it is here. The Vikings did actually win this game with this matchup in Minnesota earlier in the season. They did, but I don't think they go for two. Ha. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see them sweeping the, the Packers on the season. So give me, the um, Packers. Sorry, I was just yes, trying to sir. look up what's going on with Jerry Alexander because he still hasn't played. But uh, anyway, he's been injured. Packers quarterback. Uh, okay, and then Monday Night Football, Browns at Steelers. I, <laughs> Browns, I guess. I've got no faith in the Steelers. I'm sorry. No. So I'm taking the Browns here. Yeah, it's, it's I over. feel like Garrett's going to overwhelm that offensive line. And Ben mm-hmm. can't throw more than 10 yards. And the Steelers defense is no longer a thing that exists. So <laughs> maybe you get right game for Baker, or maybe they just hand it to Chubb 50 times like they should have against Green Bay. <laughs> Either way, yes, I'll take the Browns. And that's it for week 17. Boom. I don't know how long you want to spend in the fantasy corner. Now, let's take a trip down to the Fantasy Corner. I'm mad at the Fantasy Corner. You want to elaborate on that at all? Screw the Fantasy Corner. (laughs) All right. Then we'll just say that in the finals of our our redraft league uh, that we always talk about, it's Kevin versus Brittany, which is exciting. I don't, neither of them have ever won the league. I think it's Kevin's first time in the finals. Might be his first time in the playoffs, for all I know. <laughs> Should be a, a fun matchup. And we're going to crown a new champion. After this week. Oh, goodness. Be, yep. 
All right, that's, that's it. All right. That's... One, one of us will be there next year. Yeah, we'll see. I have very little faith in myself. You keep starting strong and then fading. <laughs> and I don't even know what's going on with myself. I've got some, I got to take a serious look in the mirror, long, hard look in the mirror this off season and figure out what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. Any final thoughts? Two weeks, two weeks. And it's, it's, it's your, your, you win or you're out. It's insane. The, the year's flown. Yeah, sure has. I'm excited. Even for with the next game. What's that? Yeah, even with the even extra, with game. extra game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after this week, we should have a clearer picture uh, going into the final week of, of who's going to get in. So definitely looking forward to it and another wild weekend of football. And then uh, we'll be right back here with you next week. Yo, yo. Have fun, everybody. Good luck yeah. in all your leagues. Yeah, that's right. Good luck to everyone out there in the finals of their leagues, and we will talk to you next time. Maybe. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.